This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. States and applicators are scrambling to determine how they should respond to last week's court decision to cancel the registration for dicamba. Some states have said they won't enforce the decision until receiving guidance from the Environmental Protection Agency to do so. Darren Kopik is the president and CEO of the Ag Retailers Association. He says there's precedent for still using a product in a situation such as this. If the product does get withdrawn, uh, EPA has historically allowed existing stocks, which is anything that's left the manufacturer's warehouse, uh, to be used according to the label until that product's gone. So in this case, anything that is in distribution warehouses, retail warehouses, on the farm, in the sprayer, those products would allow to, the EPA would allow them to be used up until they're gone, and then the cancellation would apply beyond that point. He says they're waiting to hear from the EPA, but he doesn't know just when that will happen. The fact that they were asking us pretty direct questions over the weekend, and uh, some of our team members were corresponding with them even uh, yesterday on Sunday to answer those questions, leads me to believe that this is right in the middle of the front burner at EPA, and so that suggests sooner rather than later we'll hear something from the agency. There's more in Steve Davies' story on agripulse.com. Stay tuned to Agripulse for more on how the agency plans to respond to the court. The dicamba discussion comes at a critical time for farmers who have already planted soybeans and cotton tolerant to the pesticide, and a farm country weather expert sees a little trouble for Midwest row crops. Agripulse's Ben Nully has more. The growing season for corn is off to a rocky start for some parts of the Midwest. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says the most significant problems have been from Missouri to Ohio. So we've got some uneven stands. There's been some replanting taking place for corn, and that's uh, sort of been a problem area. Conditions are a little bit lower also across the southern and eastern part of the Corn Belt. But areas to the west look much better. Pretty much the states from Iowa to Wisconsin westward through Minnesota, and with the exception of the really wet area in eastern North Dakota, you've got some pretty good conditions in the far west as well, including a good bit of South Dakota and Nebraska. According to USDA's crop progress report released today, corn condition across the nation is rated 75% good to excellent, 21% fair, and 4% poor to very poor. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Congress is back in town this week with a familiar question before it what to do about another round of coronavirus aid. There's talk that less help is needed following Friday's jobs report that said 13.3% of the country is unemployed, a drop from expectations that range as high as 20%. But Maine Democrat Shelley Pingree argues assistance is still needed. We all listen to a lot of economists, and I think one thing that we've been told over and over is as painful as it is, we have to continue to pump money into the economy until we can stabilize it again if we don't want to see our nation go into a severe depression. And, you know, the only good news is at least interest rates are low and we're at a better time for that. But I don't think anyone is comfortable with the level of spending. Pingree serves on both the House Appropriations and Agriculture Committees. She says she understands ag will need to be included, but other industries will need help as well. You can turn your head in any direction and see struggling retail, struggling, um, of course, in our state, the fisheries are struggling. 
you know, the airlines are going to be struggling, the hotel industry. I mean, you just turn around our, our manufacturing industry. We're, we're hit on every front. And so even putting together these spending packages are so complicated because if you leave some big sector of the economy out, you know, like take the airline industry, like how do they survive without government assistance right now? What's more, Pingree says state and local governments will also need help to offset lost tax revenue. To hear more from Pingree, including her thoughts on USDA's Farmers to Families Food Box program, check out this week's open mic on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.